Hello everybody, it's me Ross and welcome to the final instalment of the Track the Girls Talk podcast on Kings of Anglia. For this season, of course, I'm your host as ever, Ross, and I'm joined by my co-host and town women skipper, Blue Wilson. I have to say, I'm feeling a bit emotional. Last one of the season, next week, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Um, normally I'll be texting Blue, when are you free? What time are you free? But Blue, it's been one hell of a ride this season, recording this series with you. Uh, thanks as ever. We're going to do more shout outs at the end. But Blue, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing really well, Ross. Had a good week. Um, busy work bits, but also getting on with rehab. A bit more running, sort of upping that a little bit. Um, and yeah, testing my knee a bit more, which which comes with highs and lows for sure. Um, but yeah, I've really enjoyed this year. Um, it's gone quite quickly, I think, actually. Um, and it is going to be weird next week not you know, jumping on a pod and talking about uh, all things Ipswich women for however many minutes. Um, but yeah, how's your week been? Yeah, it's been very well, thank you. Um, it's just it's weird, you know, the weekend, this is the second straight weekend, there's been no football. Um, yeah. So to go to, of course, there's been football, been playing on TV, you know, Premier League still playing, other games are going on. But um, no, all good in the hood. Um, we've got a special guest this week who's going to be our quiz master and also going to be part of the awards that we're giving out. Um, the awards are already out there, player of the season, supporters player of the season, all that sort of stuff. But these are going to be our awards that we're going to be giving out. We've got our own little creative awards as well. But Blue, who is joining us this week? But actually, people know this because we we sort of did it last week. But um, introduce him as you will. Well, I don't even know the title to introduce him, Ross. He does so many things. But we, you know, we'll go with media officer um, and anything else behind the scenes um, is run by today's guest and also quiz master. Slightly worried by how hard <laughs> these quiz questions are going to be. <laughs> it might be a battle of the zeros. But yeah, uh, we've got Kieran with us today. How are you doing, Kieran? Hello, guys. Absolute pleasure to be with the Dynamic Duo to sign off the season on, on the podcast today. Yes, it's um, a pleasure to have you on. We had you on, of course, sadly, when we saw our first defeat of the season at Oxford. But um, you're here to talk about the awards. So some more happier times. And also, we are looking forward to your quiz. Um, me and Blue need to go head to head at some point. So this is the best moment to do it for the last pod of the season. Um, so let's get cracking then with our awards. Um, there's no special effects because there's no budget. So we're just going to get right <laughs> into it. Uh, just basically saying the awards as and when really. So um, player of the season, we know who that is already via the, you know, the players picking it and all that sort of stuff. But this is our player of the season. So Blue, take it away. Who is your player of the season? No, this is it's really difficult. This is a really difficult one. Um, and I'm sort of stuck. I'm actually stuck between, I think Kyra's had a great season. But for this award, um, I'm going to give it to Laugh. I've gone with Laugh for this one. Bonnie was also in the mix. But yeah, I think Laugh, in terms of consistency of performances, been reliable and played a lot of positions. So... Gone with laugh, but what about you guys? Kieran? Yeah, I'm doubling down with Blue. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with laugh too. I think, um, you know, we, there were so many different contenders for the awards this year and, and you know, it just a testament to, to the players having such a great season and so many players putting in consistent performances on, on a weekly basis. And yeah, like I said, you could have so many different award winners, but I'm going with laugh. I, I think just echo what Blue said, someone who's been playing in a, a number of, of positions this season, all at an extremely high level. I was surprised that she didn't win any official end-of-season awards. 
Um, and I feel like we need to give her some credit. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going with Laugh on this one. Well, this is going to be boring awards because I've also got Laugh down as well. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, once again, echo both your thoughts. Um, and, well, she's got an award for this podcast because she's been fantastic. Um, even when she came on the podcast, she was fantastic as well. Um, we, we, we all knew how good she was, you know, the last few seasons we've been seeing her. But this year, she's stepped onto a different level, as you said, playing multiple positions um all those assists she's got scored a few goals um one little downgrade her set pieces were a bit poor at the end of the season but uh, that's just me always insulting guests and um and players sometimes but um no laugh nice nice way to bring her up and then bring her back down again ross (laughs) yeah you've got to you've got to you can't you you know you can't you can't go too too crazy um but player of the season is definitely laugh um and yeah what 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 a player she is and um i'm looking forward to, to next season um okay then Player of season to MVP, Kieran Stanley's favourite sport is American football. So we had to bring a bit of uh, MVP in. So Kieran, I'll let you start off this. Who is it? Well, do you even know what MVP stands for, Ross? Most valuable player. Well done. Well done. Good knowledge from you. Yeah, so most valuable player. Um, So not necessarily like player of the season, but someone who's very crucial to the team, an incredibly valuable player. And I've gone for Sarah Quantrill on this one. Um, I think going into this season, you know, having had discussions with Joe, goalkeeper was the number one priority. We wanted an experienced, established, quality number one goalkeeper. And I think we found that in Sarah Quantrill. And she had a magnificent season, plenty of memorable moments and performances from her and capped off by winning the Golden Glove with 17 clean sheets in the league this season, the most across all of the women's national league divisions. So a massive round of applause to Sarah for that one. Um, Quality goalkeeper. And I think in terms of value to the team, very much up there. So she's my MVP. That was, um, that was Kieran clapping for the listeners. Um, It wasn't. Where was your clap? Where was your clapping? Well, 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 we get to our, we get to our MVPs, but um, yeah. Sorry, Sarah. I appreciate you, Sarah. Maybe these two, (laughs) you know. Well, um, I'll let Blue take it away for our MVP, but I'm hoping we're not all gone for the same person again for the second award in a row. But Blue, over to you. Um, no, I, w- I consider Sarah for, for definite a big, big Quantrill fan. Um, but I've gone with Bonnie. I am Bonnie's biggest fan. Um, but in terms of value, she's added this season, similar to Sarah, really sort of steadied the ship. And along with Kyra, has been a great midfield, I think. So she's my MVP this season. Um, which is good because it's not the same as Kieran's. What about you, Ross? Uh, well, I was hoping you were going to say something different because I've gone Sarah because, um, yeah, I, I echo what Kieran said. Um, the amount of clean sheets she's made, just that we've, I think we've needed a, a steady goalkeeper for a very long time. I know we had Nikita Rolikals a few seasons ago, but she then wasn't available sometimes. Um, but I think Sarah's just for a whole different level when she isn't she Kieran he, she has just been mm. fantastic and Matt was set, you know Southampton game that penalty shootout those saves she made was just unreal um, and she's a great character as well part of the squad um, so I think she's definitely up there for MVP but echo your thoughts as well Blue with Bonnie but uh, yeah MVP two for Sarah one for Bonnie um, on song hero of the season Blue who are you giving this one to? I actually gave this one to Sarah Quantrill. This is the one I, I sort of swapped over um, because I know goalkeepers don't get a lot of credit normally. Um, but yeah, 17 clean sheets, like Kieran said. And she has had a bit of hype from Kieran. I have seen that on Twitter. 
Um, but yeah, in terms of steadying the ship for us, it's been great. Um, and hopefully going into next season, we can sort of continue that that defensive record and add a few more goals and we should be heading for success. But yeah, well, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts, guys. Kieran, over to you, my friend. Yeah, so mine might surprise you a little bit because this particular player is, isn't necessarily an under-the-radar player, but I think in terms of the, the, the way she's played this season, I've gone with Paige Peak because I think in previous seasons, she's kind of stolen the headlines as this, you know, the, you know, almighty centre-half that scores goals, gets assists, keeps clean sheets. But I think this season, obviously, she's she's come off of set pieces and she's she's focused more on kind of her all-round defensive game. And I think for the vast majority of the season has been an eight out of 10 at, at least. Um, every single week, so dependable, is so vital to the way we play. And I think this season, because she's not necessarily had those stats, although seven goals is pretty good going for a centre-half, I think she's just kind of slipped under the radar a little bit. So uh, I think she's had a magnificent season. We certainly wouldn't be where we were without her. And I think she deserves a lot of credit for the way she's played. She stepped up her game and, yeah, fair play to her. So I'm going with Paige. Yeah, that's a very good shout. I was very close to giving Paige that award as well because, um, yeah, she's still in the 11 every week. She is always somebody we... Um, can rely on with goals when, when she pops up there. Um, my unsung hero is very similar, and her name's been mentioned already um, in one of the other awards, but it's actually Bonnie, because I wanted to put her in the awards at some point. I just feel, Bonnie, what a player she is. I'm, I'm the same with you, Blue. I, I just love watching her play, and I wanted to give her an award at some point. And I think sometimes she can be a bit of an unsung hero because she's had to take over the captaincy from you, unfortunately, um, her first season at the club. Um, but she's just been fantastic this season um and a great character as well and i think i just wanted to give her an award so bonnie here that here you go you're the, my unsung hero of the season um so there we go so bonnie page and sarah for unsung hero of the season can we um, trademark the term bonnie esther now <laughs> well if you, I, I, I think, think you're in charge of that mate we, we need that, to get that sorted because i think it's an excellent nickname back, yeah. back of the shirt next season i reckon kieran or Bonnie Esther 16. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Have I a like think. It. We'll have a look. I like it. I like it indeed. Um, now, surprise package. Kieran, over to you. Who has been your surprise package of this season? I think we might have gone similar on this one. I've gone Kyra. I, yeah. I, I just think that, and she's acknowledged this herself, and, and so has Joe. I don't think anyone foresaw this season coming for Kyra, the way she's played, the amount of games she's played, you know, that the impact she's had on the team has been absolutely phenomenal. And this is a player that was perhaps on the fringes going into the season and has taken her opportunity and, and run with it. Basically, she's been absolutely fantastic all season, very worthy of winning an award at the end of season awards night. And yeah, like I said, just, uh, I don't think anyone saw it coming. So fair play to Kyra. She's blown everyone away this year. And uh, I think she is the nailed-on surprise package. Definitely. Blue, are you going the same or are you going down a different route? No, I did have the same. I think Kara's standout, but um, mentioned maybe to Summer Hughes, sort of grown into the season. Um, sorry, Ross, is that yours? Uh, but yeah, she's my honourable mention because I do think she's she's sort of grown into the season and showed a bit, of, a bit more confidence um, and someone who I think will rely on next season a bit more. Definitely, yeah. Um, 
I've gone with Summer because I I just feel like you were, you both were going to maybe go with Cairo. So I thought yeah. I'd mix up a little bit. And um, I know we didn't know much about Summer. Um, I know she was going to come through the under-21s and I didn't know she was going to be as good as she was jumping into the first team. You know, she played 30 league games or 30 games in all competitions this year. And then she's been fantastic. There's been a few games maybe, you know, she's probably been knackered and like, how is she going to be able to play this the rest of 90 minutes? I think she's been just fantastic. It was a young player coming through her first season, yeah. playing a tier three as well. I think she's been a surprise package and that sort of thing. And um, it's just great to see once again another academy graduate breakthrough um, and in the first season. So that is my surprise package, um, Summer Hughes. But Kyra definitely deserves it because, yeah, Kieran, we, we didn't know if um, she'll ever play for the first team. But now she's surprised us all and been fantastic. And she was a great guest as well on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, obviously, you know, two years in the academy without making a first team appearance, didn't play a single second of tier four football and then is thrust into to making a debut on the opening day of, of a tier three season and never looked back. And I think she deserves an immense amount of credit for the way she's she's kind of put, pulled herself back from being kind of out in the cold to now establishing herself as one of the first names on the team sheet. So, yeah, brilliant from Kyra. Just wish she scored. Just, I know. Oh, I know. Next season. Next season, Kyra. Next season. Um, okay, then. Final award in terms of players and sort of stuff like that. Uh, most improved player of the season. Um, Blue, who are you giving this to? Well, such a, I think it's such a hard one. Um, automatically, I, I go to Kyra again. I, that's my automatic thought, but... Um, you know what? Laugh might be a shout. Just the way she's adapted to positions and improved her overall game from being just a four to now being able to play left back or centre back or even a wing back. So I think she's a shout, but I'm not sure I'm I'm for definite on this one between yeah Laugh or Kyra for different reasons. I think that's a good shout with Laugh Blue because I remember when we played St Mar- at Southampton at St Mary's in that postseason friendly, and um, you know I know that that. Joe wasn't very happy with her performance that day and um you know and to take herself from that where that was kind of one of our final outings before the summer and we got promoted and whatnot and and obviously like you said she'd only really played central midfield prior to to this season so for her to kind of pull herself up of you know getting a bit of a ticking off from from that game and then adapting her game like you said to play various positions and play at that extremely high level then yeah I think that's a good shout I think so too. Um, Kieran, but, who's yours most improved? So I, I've not gone for Laugh. I've gone for another player who I think finished last season really well um, and this season really did step it up and, and surprised me a little bit. And that's the player with the best nickname in the team, Baza. I've gone with Zoe Barrett. Um, I think, you know, she, she finished last season really strong in, in those group of friendlies and was someone I thought, you know, could be a, a player to watch coming into this year. And went off like the clappers with with goal scoring in the the start of the season. Unfortunately, that kind of dipped off in the new year. But goals as a whole for us as a team dipped off. And I think for her to establish herself in the team um, going into the season after signing that pro contract and having the season that she's had with you know double digit goals and seven assists, I think she deserves a lot of credit. So she's she's stepped up an awful lot and um, has become a key part of the team. Yeah, I echo those thoughts as well. I was going to put her down as my most improved as well because, yeah, I remember when we did the signing pitches for 
Forza. And I think you were there, Blue, as well. I think you were doing yours, yeah. I think, the same yeah, day yeah, as Baza. And I remember speaking to her, and, like, looking forward to this season. I think this could be her season where she can really kick on. And, and she did at the start of the season. But well, as you said, also, Kieran, yeah. I, I would say, Ross, as well, like, you know, look at the, the previous two years that, that Baz had been here. Mm-hmm. She kind of played second or third fiddle to Tash and Biggs. Yeah. So you didn't really know where she was in terms of the pecking order. And then obviously she was behind Pesk and Anna in terms of wide areas. So for her to, to take her game to a whole new level and start, you know, most games this season and produce as she has, I think that improvement has been magnificent. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, hopefully next season she can kick on further as well. Um, mine is gone down a different route here and I've gone with Lucy Egan. My reasons for this is we all knew last season with her fitness. Um, I thought this year she's been fantastic when she has been called upon. You know, she's not always started every week. Um, but I've, I've been always a big fan of Lucy Egan um, as a player and just dominating that midfield and, you know, going forward. Um, when she does score, they're always good goals. But um, no, I think Lucy Egan has, has improved a lot this season um, and adapt, has adapted well to tier three football. Um, and I think she deserves a, a little mention here because, you know, she's had to battle out Liv Smith, you know, Paige Peak in, in centre-back. Um, she has played sometimes in the four somewhat. Am I right, Kieran? Yeah. Did you say, yeah? In blue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Primarily a centre-half, but has played in the four role this season. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think she deserves a mention. So most improved and, yeah, Lucy Egan gets that for me. So there we go. Most improved. So Lucy Egan, Kyra, Laffey. And Baza Zoe Barrett. Okay, now on to the different awards now. Best moment and worst moment of the season. Let's start with the worst moment. Um, yeah, depends really. This really depends on how you really sort of say what your worst moment is. It can be in a game. It could just be a, just a moment in the season. What happens, Boo? What is your worst moment of the season? Worst moment of the season. Um It's a hard one. It's a hard one. Um, I'd say I, I think I probably obviously got a personal one. I think the moment I found out my ACL was gone, I think that was a low. But um, also, I remember Gillingham at home, uh, Wednesday evening game, and we drew. Uh, I, th- I remember coming away from that game feeling really low and feeling like, okay, yeah. So it, it's kind of weird because it wasn't necessarily like, oh, we'd lost the league at that point. But it was kind of that feeling where it sunk in and I was like, oh, we've had the best sort of post-Christmas. And at that at that moment, I think it was me and Pesk, we were both like, it's actually happening, isn't it? We're actually, we might not actually do this. Um, so yeah, mine are not necessarily like directly like, oh my God, this happened. But yeah, they're my sort of two, I'd say. That, yeah, I, I, I think you're always going to have to mention your personal moment because yeah, that injury yeah we've, we've spent so much time on this podcast about it and uh you know that that's up there as well as you know what worst moments pesket and, and your injury yeah. um but i've got another worst moment uh, but before that i'll let kieran say here's what what's yours kids well i thought about going for something on the pitch um but ultimately nothing made me feel as low as seeing blue and pesk get injured unfortunately um you know two incredibly influential players in our team and I'll never forget that phone call from Blue on, you know, just an afternoon. And she picked up the phone and just said, Kieran, it's my ACL. And my heart just sunk. 
because you never like to hear that from from anyone, any player. But obviously, Blue and I have got such a good relationship off the pitch. We get on really well as friends, and to to see that happen was 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 heartbreaking. And then for Pest to do it, literally, you know, within a couple of weeks, was was just awful. And we, although we had such a good season, I think if we'd have had Blue and Pest, we would have won the league. Um, that's how important they are to us. So that for me, will, nothing will ever come close to to that news that that we'd lost two of our best players for the season. Um, so yeah, nice, uh, nice little tribute to you there, you there Blue. Thanks, Kieran. Yeah. <laughs> um, I echo those thoughts, but there is a another moment that is a, a, a very bad moment of the season, and that is when a game got abandoned. Um, after 63 minutes, because you don't want to go to a football match and never finish it. Um, and of course, the weather was rubbish. Um, and also, I have a feeling that was the, the beginning of my lens maybe breaking, um, because it wasn't that long after the until the Southampton game when my lens then did break. But um, 63 minutes gone, 2-0 up or whatever it was. Um, and yeah, it was a miserable day. Um, so it's, that's got to be mentioned, I think, because... Uh, that is never good when you're tuning up and again gets abandoned because of the weather. I yes. got really unfortunate that week, sorry, yeah. just to jump in. But we obviously oh. had the game rained off on that Sunday where I got absolutely drenched because there was no cover whatsoever. So I was drenched on the Sunday. And then on the Tuesday, I had to do some filming with Paige Peak um, at the training ground where it also bucketed down with rain. So I got drenched twice in the space of like 72 hours. And later that week, I was pretty ill. It caught up with me. Um, yeah. yeah, that was not nice being... Yeah, I was glad to be in the dry after those two days, definitely. I was just going to say, Ross, um, surely the West Ham um, photo corruption issue has got to be up there. <laughs> it's got to be up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, or was uh, that just deep in your subcon- uh, unconscious? Because I, you I, just I, want to yeah. forget it. Yeah, okay, Ro- Ross, what, what was worse, losing the West Ham photos or realising that in pre-season last year that you put a water bottle in with your cameras and that they were <laughs> water damaged? Where, where uh, did they, What's worse out of them two? Yeah, the water damage because um, I've had to buy a new camera since then. <laughs> that's more, that's more, ex- more expensive than losing maybe 500 pictures from a, from a game. Oh, of course, it was a very important game in our club's history, but it, probably there wasn't that many pictures that probably were usable in, in those in, in that set. So, uh, but yeah, I've, I, I've had some airs this season, but also the worst moment has to be bloody a game getting abandoned against Crawley Wasps. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, tunnel up and, yeah. And that's another little moment from it, actually, was uh, when Baza, because that's how it got post-basically abandoned, weren't it? Because Baza went into the hoardings. It was right in front of me. And then, of course, the ref then blew the whistle and went, yeah, end it there. Um, it didn't yeah. matter anyway, did it? Because we went and got the same result the following weekend. So... <laughs> Yeah, but me and Blue weren't there, so we can't say we uh, experienced that that victory. But it was good to that second one, actually. Yeah, well, as I said, you, you've told us a good 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 setup there. So hopefully next season they'll play there. I don't know why the... they don't play there more often. It's miles better than that place called the New Defence, whatever it's called. <laughs> oh, bloody hell! Well, yeah, that, that, that original place is not good. <laughs> oh, it, couldn't, it couldn't defend the rain, could it? Because uh, yeah, we we know what happened. Um, so that is the worst moments of the season. Let's go to the best moments of the season then. Kieran, who are you giving it to? or What what moment is up there for you? 
I think we're all going to go for the same here, but nothing will replace the elation of Sarah Quantrill saving Katie Rude's penalty to put us into the quarterfinals of the FA yeah, Cup. I, I'm not going to say any more. That was pandemonium. For me, no contenders. It has to be that. There's no feeling that's matched that this season. Yeah, echo that. Um, also, Blue saying yes to this podcast. Um, that's a good moment. Uh, I remember speaking to Kieran about who should I, you know, Katie's leaving me. Who, who's going to be able to be my co-host? I can't just chat and talk about random stuff by myself. It has to be somebody in Blue. Thank you very much for agreeing. And it's been one hell of a season doing this. But yeah, Sarah Quant will save um, all those saves, you know, in the penalty shootout and everything. It's just, yeah, fantastic. Um, so there we go. Let's talk about favourite away day then. There's been a few. We've gone to Plymouth, Newcastle, um, Cardiff. Um, all everywhere, to be honest, this season. Most travelled, we've had to do this campaign. Um, Blue, favourite away day. We're also going to bring this as a dual award also, is um, favourite away day food, because that was a regular feature for a while um, until we forgot to do it or there just wasn't any food to talk about, so we just didn't bother with it. But um, Blue, what, who are you giving it to? I've actually gone with Plymouth. I really liked Plymouth. The um, is it a city? Is it big enough for it to be a city? I think it is. But um, yeah, walking around Plymouth uh, pre-match, it was really nice by the sea. I could see myself living there actually if it wasn't so far from everything. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed the Plymouth trip um, because we played so well on the Sunday as well, which helped. Um, yeah, and the journey wasn't horrendous. I don't remember it, me being too bored. So yeah, I'm going to give it Plymouth that. I need to have a rethink on food. I need uh, there's too many there's too many pizzas filling my mind, and I can't give it to a pizza. <laughs> the bar's not very high, is it? <laughs> no, it's really not. It's really not. But I I've missed quite a few away days this season, so I think you two will have a better sort of rapport. Yeah. Or um, I'm just going to let you know that Plymouth is a city. I just googled it for you. I didn't know it's either, fun. so just quickly googled it. It is a city. Um, Kieran, then you've gone to. I think probably all the away days this season. Um, so yeah. you're the man to go to. Um, what has been your favourite one and your p- big picks of food as well? So my favourite one, I think there were some contenders. Plymouth I very much enjoyed. I enjoyed the little stroll with you on the Sunday morning. Ross going to see the, the Plymouth Ho. Um, and I enjoyed obviously Southampton for obvious reasons because that was a massive win for us. But I've gone with Newcastle. I thought that was such a good trip. You know, yes, it was an incredibly long journey and an eventful journey with lots of things happening on the way. Um, but like a really, really flash hotel, um, you know, a nice walk in the morning. Ross and I strolled into Gateshead, didn't we? And had a little uh, little walk down the high street and I went and got a Red Bull and Ross, I, thought, I can't remember what you bought. And then um, obviously we went to play, at, um, uh, you know, play Newcastle in a stadium. And uh, there was, what, 2,700 people there unbelievable atmosphere absolute like partisan Geordie crowd it was phenomenal we won the game Lucio scored a worldie um, and I just think the whole weekend of that was just tremendous and seeing the away fans as well and their numbers in that away end um, that was just everything was so perfect about that weekend so I'm going Newcastle and in terms of food um, I'm giving it to the to the game that you guys missed Crawley Wasps away 2.0 um, at Horsham Miles better um, than the than the previous venue, as I said, and it was sweet and sour chicken or chicken chow mein 
And you can have that with either chips, rice, or both. Wow. So there was a bit of a selection. And Mm. uh, I went for the sweet and sour chicken with a portion of chips. It was wonderful. Uh, That is miles better than a lot of manky sandwiches and cheap takeaway pizzas that a lot of clubs opt for. So, yeah, for me, although the bar's not that high, that was definitely the best. Well, that makes it even worse then. That game got abandoned because, yeah, we missed out on that. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, thanks for that. Um, Favourite away day? Um, Newcastle's got to be up there because of my my journey up to it because I had to go and do the the Sheffield Wednesday game for the men to go to Hillsborough. Then luckily the fans were then driving me up to Newcastle. Plymouth is just a highlight for all of us because it's a long way to go. But um, a good win at the Home Park Stadium. Um, and also the hotel I was staying in, the Friday night was also the same hotel the team was staying in. So it was like, oh, perfect. I can stay in the yeah. same room and I can sort of let you know, Kieran. Yeah, the room's good, mate. Here we go. So Plymouth's I got there before you. Oh, you're, you're in Plymouth, are you? Yeah, Plymouth. Oh, sorry, I thought you got Newcastle. Yeah, I was going to say, because I got there before you at Newcastle, but I don't yes. know what... But yeah, no, that was that was good. That was good. Obviously, for those that don't know, Ross and I usually room together on away trips, um, which is a delight for Ross. <laughs> Luckily, it's, it's, it's fine, but um, if you don't know this already, Kieran snores. Um, <laughs> so... So yeah, we won't get any. We won't go more into that. But no, um, there's been some great away trips this season. Um, thankfully, there's some that are now off the radar because they've been relegated. So Kingsham, goodbye. Uh, Cardiff, disappointing actually. Yeah, I liked Cardiff. Yeah, sort of setup, actually, they were they were great hosts to us, Cardiff. Um, I was I was disappointed to see them go down. I won't miss Kingsham and I won't miss Chichester no. and Hounslow. Just yeah, less said about them the better. But the, uh, to be fair, in terms of their, their their actual pitch, I think that was definitely nowhere near the worst we've had this season. So no, no. I, I think a mention goes to Bridgewater, perhaps for the worst food. I think that and was... the worst pitch potentially. And well, the worst maybe pitch, yeah. up there with MK Dons in terms of the pitch. Um, yeah, but yeah, the, the food, food was just some yeah horrendous. Like looked like out of date chili. So. Yeah, that was um, definitely a service station stop for me instead of uh, having food mm. there and getting poisoned. Um, so, <laughs> well, you never know. Food poisoning Eat. is a thing. <laughs> yeah, salmonella and rice, I think it was. Pretty much. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the, the bar is very much low in terms of way no food. I think the go-to is just get some of the services, basically. I think that's my but, go-to but, most of the time. Uh, what, what I would say is, although we can sit here and criticise, you know, and say, oh, this away day food is great. I will actually just give some praise to our facilities in terms of at Felix though, because, you know, a lot of places it's so easy to just buy sandwiches or buffet food or get, you know, a takeaway pizza. But, you know, Christine and the and the catering staff at Felix though and Chris and all the other staff there, the volunteers, always go that extra mile to prepare that for the players and officials after the game and for the staff too. So they deserve an immense amount of credit for, for their hospitality post-match. And I like to think that our post-match hospitality is one of the best. Yeah, sweet shop as well. Sweet shop. As Great well, sweet yeah. shop. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, then. Funniest moment of the season on and off the pitch. Um, Blue, over to you. Oh, I've actually got a few, but they keep sort of pinging in my mind. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've got a few. Um, this is going to be an exclusive, actually. Um, so one of mine's an exclusive for the pod. No, there's only there's very few people who know about this. So I think about over sort of Christmas time, ITFC women's account hit 
10k Twitter uh, Twitter followers. Is that right, Kieran? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at that time, obviously, that's a pretty big deal. And Kieran's preparing to put out a post, and me and Kevin, who used to be the SNC old SNC, we were like, "Oh, how can we mess with Kieran a little bit here?" So anyway, yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> anyway, so I'm on holiday at this point. I've seen that we've got 10, 10k followers. We're like great. Um, so I've gone in, screenshotted uh, the account, changed the figures so that it's been dropped down to under 10k. But Kieran's obviously put the post out. Um, I've then sent that photo on to Kieran. Like, oh my god, Kieran, we haven't got 10k followers anymore. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Kev's jumped on the bandwagon, and um, but yeah, quite a funny moment. That's one of mine. Another um... blue was Joe in on that. I think he probably was, yeah. Yeah, because I was I was actually driving to my mate's house in Kettering at the time. So I was just getting your messages come through on Apple CarPlay. And obviously yeah. I couldn't see the screen. I was just getting all these messages saying, we're dropping down, we're dropping down. And I was like, what on earth is going on? But I couldn't obviously do anything about it or look at my phone because I was driving. So then yeah. by the time I got to Kettering, we were back up again. And I was just like, oh, it must be bots <laughs> or whatever. You know, because sometimes you have those bot fake accounts that mess with you, like... But yeah, I mean, it turns out it was blue. Um, but yeah, we're sitting nice at 11.8k at the moment, unless yeah, uh, blue decides good. more antics. You know? <laughs> it's the way you, uh, it's, it's the way Kevin jumped on it and was like, "Oh my god, Kevin, what are you going to do? We're dropping, um, we're dropping." Joe's going to be I'm mad. Not, I'm not. I'm not surprised with Kev. I mean, I you know, for those that don't don't know, I, I live with him now, and yeah, he's he's always up to something. He's always up to something. Always up to no good. So. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's yeah, good. That's that good. I've I've got uh yeah I've got two more actually that that are sort of up there. Um, I can't remember what game it was specifically, but um, me, Joe, and a few others were chatting before the game. Um, it was at Felix Stowe, and the refs come over um, and ask the manager. I've just Joe's sort of gone. Go on, you go up. So anyway, I've gone up as the manager. So he's, he's, <laughs> he's going through the rules. I'm going, he's, he's like, is that okay? Is that okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, that'll be fine. Anyway, he's like, okay, thanks. Thanks a lot. Um, but yeah, goes through the whole pre-match briefing with me instead of Joe whilst Joe's pissing himself watching. Um, quite funny. And then last one, so behind the scenes with Peskit. Again, Joe involved in um, making a bit of a joke. But yeah, we convinced Peskit that um, Harlow, she was going to go to Harlow and sign there on loan next season. <laughs> so, yeah, we it involved me sending some texts to Joe, him um, him editing the photos. So it looked like it was coming from their manager. Um, it was quite deep and detailed, and she fully believed it for, I think, approximately a week. She was absolutely fuming. <laughs> she You've got fully, too much time in your hands. She was so mad at Joe, so mad. But yeah, they're, they're my sort of yeah fond memories of this season. What a signing for Harlow! What a signing that would what be. Signing, that? Yeah. Well, I think that's where she was born. So, and she yeah. obviously her family live in Hoddesdon, so like it's not far. So, like it yeah. is kind of believable sometimes. Like, an element of truth can heighten the lie. So that's yeah. Um, she she was she fully but, believed it. Fully but she's believed so it. gullible. Yeah. She's so gullible. We're, you know, she is the one player in our team a team that takes the most pelters from people. Like she takes the most stick and gets pranks played on her the most um, because she's just so gullible. I mean, there was a time earlier in the season where she um, she said to me, um, "Why when we went to Plymouth, why did we go west when Plymouth is south?" And I was like, 
I had to explain to her basically what a compass is um, and kind of where things are positioned. And then she was like, oh, so north is up. I was like, yeah. And she's like, and south is down. Yeah. Oh, is that why people say things like up north and down south? Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> so just like, this is the kind of thing we get from Pesky. And I remember Joe coming over and said, Christ, we need you back on the pitch, uh, on the pitch Pesk, because you're no good to us off it. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. Honestly, that girl is comedy gold. Yeah, um, she's funny. Funny girl. She's a magnificent player. But yeah, she can entertain us as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm sure on the bench she's been comedy gold this year but yeah we're yeah. further on the pitch of course um but kieran your funniest moments on and off the pitch um what are you going for well normally anything that liv smith does is quite funny um she's just got that way about her um she's had me in stitches a few times this season um i think obviously blue's mentioned a couple of good ones um but I've gone with one. My funniest moment of the season is something that you guys didn't see. And this only happened a few weeks ago. And there was an 11 v 11 in a Friday training session, sort of preparing for a game. And uh, I was standing with Dan, our uh, sports therapist, and um, we we're just chatting away. And um, the ball comes over the top to Anna. And as she does, you know, with her blazing pace, runs onto it, looks to take a touch to cross into the box to Tash, but literally just face plants the floor going down like Eddie the Eagle coming down a slope. It was one, and just, I mean, obviously, thankfully she was okay, but it was just, it was right in front of me and Dan and everyone was in absolute stitches because it was just out. Nobody expected it. Like if there was no one around her, all she'd done is take a touch forward and just her legs gave way and she just face blighted the floor. So that for me was the funniest moment of the season. Unfortunately, you guys didn't see it, but I'm sure it's on huddle somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure Joe's gonna. I'm sure Joe's got a massive collection of just fun, funny moments that that's just like caught on camera, but uh, you didn't think it was on camera. Um, I'm gonna be boring. I haven't really got many funny moments. I'm sure there's been loads of great moments this season. It's just in my mind somewhere. Um, oh, Ross, been... I'm so surprised you've not gone for one. Oh God, so I'll probably try try to forget about. What, Do you want to chat it? about Philip from? Chichester? Oh, oh yes. <laughs> How did I forget about this? Oh, dearie I was me. convinced you were going to go for this. Oh. I don't oh. know this one. Uh-huh. You're, not, you're not a Chichester away? Yeah, no, I was, but I don't know about Philip. The driver. The driver. Oh, oh, the driver. Okay, Him, yeah. I mean, like, you know, really nice guy, you know, done his best. And uh, him trying to reverse the coach into a oh, tight yes. car park yes. whilst, you know, shouting in quite a high-pitched voice was uh, incredibly amusing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, it was the fact that he got he asked Charlie to get off to help him back into the car park and, and basically didn't get Charlie to do anything. He just stood there and watched him try and reverse the coach into this car park. Oh, dear. But yeah, it was a bit of, bit of a ledge, wasn't he, Philip? Yeah, it's sort of it's come with us now. Every away trip, it always brings up like Kieran. You got to say it. You got to say the quote, the main quote. Uh, I can't. I can't do the impression on the podcast. I don't want to offend the poor guy. No, I can't. I can't. Just to say, very, very high pitched and very strong Suffolk accent. And <laughs> uh, and Ross was just calling him driver all day. And uh, he I didn't know down, his name. Well, I actually didn't yeah. know his name. So and he was like, I don't, mind, I don't mind you calling me driver, but my name's Philip. Yeah. <laughs> it? 
and you can just piece together how that sounded. But yeah, yeah um, that yeah that that sticks out of my memory. That was quite a funny day, and yeah. we obviously played really well that day as well. So it was yeah. kind of capped off. Yeah, and I want to give a shout out to, of course, Mick Dabs from Felix O'Travel. Mick Dabs the goat. Yeah, he's been fantastic this season in terms of taking us to all these away trips. Because um, yeah, sometimes the coach drivers don't they get forget about sometimes, but they're, they're the ones who drive us around the country, uh, and he gets involved as well, which is great. You mentioned Mick as well, obviously an excellent driver, owner of Felix Doe Travel, has taken us all over the country this season, excellent bloke. And um, I remember actually when we went to Crawley for the abandoned game, and just as we pulled into the car park, he said, well, girls, I hope you win today because my ex-wife is from Crawley and I can't stand her. (laughs) (laughs) As if the girls needed any more motivation, but that, yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah, he's a funny guy, Mick. Actually, I want to talk about him quickly because um, I hadn't met him. I don't know. I don't know where. I don't know what a way day it was. But I, I turned up before after, after you guys, and I remember just this random guy coming in with a beer and a and a chair, and I was like, "Why is this random guy just coming in here?" And I didn't know who he was. And I, at first, I thought he was just someone who, who's helping out. But then he then sat down, and I then realised oh, it must be with us. And then, of course, it was Mick in the end. But I was like, "This random guy coming in with a beer and a thing," but he's actually with us. He was our driver. But no, Mick. Big shout out to you, my friend. Um, and yeah, hopefully we'll use them again next season. Okay, then. Next award is... I don't know if we're actually going to keep doing this award or not, but I've, I've got it down away. Best kit and boots combo. Um, I've got mine already because she has done so many great combos this season. And that is Paige Peak. Yeah, um, nice The amount of like amazing... I'm actually going to bring up a few pictures, actually. Um, of course, copyright Ross Media UK, of course. Um, but like uh, this, this first combo, let me just uh, bear with me. Of course, you won't see this on um, listeners because it will be on screen. But this is the first one. If it wants to load, it won't load. Yeah, n- not a fan. Not a fan of that one. I like that. I like it. See, see, I'm for people that know me. I was like, I, I, I don't like like boring black boots and. Oh. When Paige is quite a, a technically gifted player that can do an awful lot, I think she could wear perhaps more extravagant boots. And we have seen that this season. But I like players to be a little bit more adventurous with their boots. I think if you play like a very sort of like, I mean, like Lucy Egan would would suit black boots. If you play a very physical, old-fashioned style of play, then I think that, that works. But for Paige, who's very, you know, very gifted and very technical, I think she could get away with playing with more extravagant boots. I just liked how it, yeah, yeah carry on. It's Luke. clean. It's very clean. Mm. I agree with you, Ross. And also, it was the debut of the black shorts. Um, it, so, if you didn't know this, so it's, you know, the blue town shirt, then black shorts, and then she's got black boots, of course, blue socks as well. But it was um, debuting of the black shorts at MK Dons, and I just liked it. Um, another, another one is at Wimbledon away at Plough Lane. This one. Yeah. yeah. Um, love this yeah, one. Yeah, that's good. The pink boots. Pink when boots I, when I first it. saw that, yeah, oh, unbelievable. So that's better from Paige. Pink boots. That looks really good. Um, I think she, are they the ones she got from Norwood? Uh, blue. She's had many. Yeah, I reckon, she's getting... I reckon Paige Peak has used more than ten pairs of boots this season. She gets yeah. quite a lot from Nors. So yeah. Yeah, for those that don't know, Paige and James Norwood good mates off the pitch, play golf together and he supplies her with boots. So he's like Sports Direct, but better. Yes. <laughs> uh, any other any other players you would sort of pick out? You know, I know we were 
doing this before one of the games were like looking at everyone's boots and I, I felt like everyone's just got night boots so I don't think there's nobody yeah. else Summer Hughes yeah Summer Hughes multicoloured boots all day mm, long. I'm, not, I'm not a fan I'm going to be out there I'm not a fan yeah, I like I I really like them. And in terms of the kit, Ross, I, I'm quite traditional and old fashioned. Like I just like the blue and white home kit. You know, I I've not been too much of a fan in previous years when we've had blue shorts um, with our kit. So to have the blue, white, blue, and for her to have them kind of primary white boots, but with lots of multi colours up the side, I thought that looked class. What What about predictions for next year's kit? In terms of what away colours are we going to have? Because obviously, I have absolutely no idea. Mm. I think it's going to be red. I think it's going to be red, you know. I I think we're probably due a red one, uh, but it wouldn't surprise me if they went for something completely different. Yeah. Pink. (laughs) As long as it's not orange, I'm okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're th- coming ra- If they're sticking to the same cycle as before, we're coming round to orange again, aren't no, we? Please, uh, no. No. <laughs> You don't like orange? It doesn't suit you? No, I'm not a fan of orange. Not yeah. a fan of orange. No, I, don't, I think we've done that well, trend we know, already. Okay. We, we know that in terms of our, obviously, you know, we, we share the, the kits with the men's first team um, and obviously all the other teams at the club, but we're not in, in the Women's National League. We're not allowed to have a black away kit because it clashes with the officials kit. So we know for a fact that we won't be having a black away kit. So if the men announce that there is a black away kit which i have no idea if it is but if that's the case then the third kit would then probably become our away kit um for those that are interested in that kind of thing there we go exclusive again on here on the podcast well yeah yeah, there you go it's a shame because some some black kits look really really fresh like really nice Um, especially for a goalkeeper sometimes but we're not allowed it unfortunately so yeah yeah, I think um, Sarah, of course, has donned some of the the many you know goalkeeping shirts. Which one's your favourite out of the two? Because there's the pink one, and then there's also the yellow one. Was there a green one as well? Uh, the pink, the pink one's really nice. Yeah, yeah, I the pink. yeah. that's that's really nice. Um, yeah, we've tried to kind of vary up as much as possible this season, so they've kind of you know worn both colours kind of around about an equal amount. But yeah, we'll see what they are next year. Yeah, I look forward to that. Um, okay, then. Um, final awards of the awards is Best Singing Performance. So this has become a tradition for away trips and also... You um, forgot my other one, Ross. What's that? Most memorable off-pitch moment. Well, that was sort of part of the funniest moments on and off the pitch. Oh, okay. To take it away if you want. Kim, <laughs> yeah, tell well, your story. You, are, you, asked, you asked me to create one, so I've come up with most memorable off-pitch moment. I've just gone with Liv Smith running to the rescue of a car crash in her sliders. Um, <laughs> at Newcastle away, you know that was, I think you know everyone's heard the story. She's been on the on this podcast and told that story. You know, car crash that we come across on the way to Newcastle, just outside Durham. And uh, Joe gets off to try and you know stop the traffic and let, get the coach through. And Liv goes running down the street in her sliders to take control of the situation and and get the traffic moving and obviously take care of those that are involved. So. Yeah, obviously she's a police officer, um, but to do that in a tracksuit jacket and sliders is quite impressive. So, yeah, that was that that will always stick out in my memory. Yeah, definitely. I remember. I remember. I, I must have been on the coach journey up to Newcastle with the fans, and you telling me that story. Like, this is what happened because <laughs> you only just arrived in Newcastle, where and I was like, "What? What's going on here?" But Liv was the perfect person. 
to be there it, to, to help out. What surprised me as well is that, that Joe's first like instinct was to come on the coach and ask me to help him. And I was kind of like, <laughs> they're three rows behind me. We've got a police officer. Like, why would you think that I'm better qualified for this than her? So like, so that's why I kind of volunteered Liv to come and help. And, you know, she's done a great job. Fair play to her. Yeah, fair play, Liv, definitely. Um, now, to the final award of the thing... Awards. I don't know what there's, a, there's going to be a proper word here, but I don't know what I was going to say. Uh, best thing performance. So yeah, it's come up to tradition to do it on the coach journey, do it on the away day trips and hotels. Blue, who are you going to give it to? I think it's actually between Kieran and oh. Abby Jackson. But Kieran, as you're here, I, I know Abby Jackson did do um, performance by Lizzo. Which was very good. She knew all of the words. It looked like she'd practiced it, practiced it quite a few times. It was very impromptu as well, wasn't it? We can't. Yeah. I was, you know, for a bit of context, I was emceeing at the front of the uh, the coach on the way home <laughs> from Portsmouth, and I was trying to get people to come up and sing because we'd had a few people do it, and I was just sort of like, "AJ, you fancy having a go at karaoke?" And she didn't hesitate. She just come down, yeah. got on with it, and put on a great performance. To be fair to her, I feel like she was prepared. Um, but yeah, Kira, I'm, I'm going to give the crown to you. I've heard you sing a few times this season. Ross, I've also heard you sing a few times this season too, which uh, I mean, 10 out of 10 for effort. But Kira, I just think the voice, the voice, you you take this one. Thank you, Blue. Um, yeah, I did um, a little bit of um, I've Got You Under My Skin by Frank Sinatra, which is my go-to karaoke song. But then on the way home from Portsmouth, I did a bit of Elvis, Suspicious Minds. Just changed it up a little bit. But yeah, I'll, t- I'll take that. I'll take that. Why not? Who are you giving yours to then, Kieran? Oh, I'm going. For, I'm going for the gaffer. Um, you know, I, I didn't think he would get up and, and do it, and he got up on the way home from Portsmouth a couple of weeks ago and wrapped Miami by Will Smith. Thankfully, he didn't slap me like he did. You know, Will Smith did to Chris Rock. Um, but um, yeah, um, that was excellent, excellent performance from the gaffer getting up and, and rapping because it's not easy. You know, it's not like just singing a karaoke song to get up and rap that flawlessly. I think Joe deserves it. So shout out to Joe Sheehan for that one. Mine is um, sort of left field, but she's always keen to sing. And that is Paige Peak. She's always up for it, isn't she? She's always Blue's wanting to face. do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 10 out of 10 for effort for Paige. Yeah, she, she'll, she'll never shy away from it, will she? No, but I think she she deserves a mention because she's happy just to do it. Yeah. I think she's happy just to keep everyone's sort of moods up. Just like because I'm, I'm, I'm not sure like... it does for us. I'm not sure it does. You just hear groans from the team. I'm like, I'll sing, and the, team, yeah. the whole team's like, "No, please, no." Oh. <laughs> no, fair, fair play, fair play to her though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I've got to say though, Ross. Although this didn't happen in terms of like a, a away game or on the coach or whatever. You know, when, when you and I and a few of the, the coaches from, from the club went to the pub a couple of weeks ago and you brought out a magnificent rendition of Mysterious Girl by Peter Andre and got the whole pub going, you know, hats off to you for that one because th- that was fantastic. Yeah, I somewhat bought it on the coach journey from Portsmouth. I didn't I didn't have my lyrics up properly and I just, yeah, it just from, from there it went, it went downhill. But no, good old Peter Andre needs a good shout out there, Mysterious Girl. Um, so there we go. The awards have been given out from myself, Blue, and K-Dog. It's now time for the biggest moment of the podcast. It is Blue versus myself, head-to-head, who will be crowned the end-of-season quiz champion. K-Dog, it's over to you, my friend, to be the quiz master. Take it away. 
So yeah, welcome to the season finale quiz. Um, it's not Alien versus Predator. It's not Batman versus Superman. It's not Ant versus Deck. This is Blue versus Ross. Um, and I, I've gone, I've gone with a, a longer quiz than we normally have. Um, we've got ten questions plus a tiebreaker. And no. I've tried to go a little bit more complicated because you guys obviously covered a lot of bases this season with a lot of questions. So I've gone with this. So. We'll go through this. Some of the questions I'm looking for the exact answer, and some of them we'll go closest to. Okay. okay. Blue, can you please keep score? Yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> seems you've got a pen me. in your, you've got a pen in your hand, it just seems logical. <laughs> okay, so question number one. And this one was dedicated to Ross. How many times this season did we wear the white away kit? Ooh. I like this already. Well done, Kieran. It's ready. <laughs> um, I don't know, but uh, let me let me think. Uh, oh, I know we had it. I think I know. Maybe I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go all the doors four times. Ooh, I had five in my head. One of you's bang on, and that person is the skipper, Blue Wilson. <laughs> Five times. Come on. One nil. One nil to the blue ski. Well, normally, normally, if we want to, we sometimes do two points if we get bang on. So, well, it's Kieran, yeah. you're, you're the quiz master. Yeah, you're happy. Yeah, I, I, think, I think we're going to stick to one because there's obviously more questions this time round. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 So, question number two. We have played three stadium games this season, two of which were at Home Park and Plough Lane. But what was the name of the stadium where we played Newcastle United at? Flipping heck. Uh, I know it's a rugby stadium. Oh. Mm, 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 mm. Mm, I don't know. I have no idea. Can, is, there clue, is there clues? Is, like, can you give us like the first you know, letter of... Um. Yeah, I can. Uh, I okay. I'll give you a cryptic clue. One is uh, a part of London, and the second part is somewhere where you perhaps go for a walk. Dead air. Dead air. Uh, is it King Sutton? No, it's not King Sutton. No. Um. I don't know. <laughs> I give up, Blue. Yeah, I'm struggling too. Are you both? I didn't, I didn't go to the game. Oh, uh, nice. it's a good stadium, though. I, um, I, I, I thought it's a good stadium. I like the setup. A really good setup, but don't oh, know the name at all. Okay, are we both both passing on this one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the answer is Kingston. So Ross, you were so close. Uh, Kingston Park. Oh, Ross, uh, that was worth a shout. I knew it was Sutton King. I felt like it was Sutton King, but then I'm, I was thinking maybe King's Meadow for some reason, but then, yeah, that's fine. Okay, so this one, uh, I want, I want, is there's three answers to this question, and I want all three to qualify for the point. Okay. <laughs> Name the three current town players who have scored our first goal of the season for the past three seasons. You want all three? Mm-hmm. So repeat that question again, sorry. 
to name the current three players who have scored our first goal of the season for the past three seasons. So on the opening day of the 2019, 2020 and 21 season. Oh, the problem is like the second one is like there's only four games, weren't it? Or whatever it was. Yeah, but we're looking for the opening day, Ross. The very first goal yeah, of the season. I'm just trying to think from that so one. So a little clue, this... we scored we obviously scored on the opening day in these three games. So Laffy was Laffy one of them? Laffy Kieran's tight lipped. Oh, what was the other one? Laffy. Because oh, Hounslow, Hounslow, who scored the opening goal in Hounslow? the first goal at Hounslow? Oh, I'm, oh, I'm going I'm to go. I'm just going to. This is my first. Can I have multiple guesses? No. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Uh, rate, also, I'm winning this quiz 1 0. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. There's <laughs> some good questions out here. Yeah, where, where, questions. It's going to get worse from here. Let's just say that. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> well, in, <laughs> listeners, I apologise you know, if we take a lot of time up just with these 10 yeah. questions. Enjoy, um, enjoy, listeners. You, you going to go blue or do you want me to yeah, go? I, mean, I, I don't know. I have no idea, but I'm going to go... Um... Lucy Egan, Tash, and Zoe Barrett. Roscoe, is she, is she right? No, 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 no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait for you to answer before revealing the answer. Um, I think it's Laffy, Lucy Egan. I'm trying to think if it's Bigsy or Barrett. Bigsy or Barrett. Bigsy or Barrett. Because I know they both scored early doors in that game. I'm gonna go. What did Bonnie score? She scored late as of the day, but no, she didn't score that early on. Um, sorry, Big Z, Egan, and Laffy. Roscoe, give yourself a pat on the back, son. That is all three correct answers. Oh! No way. That's unbelievable. <laughs> That's very good, Ross. Oh, oh, fair play. That. Yeah, Laffy equalised against Wimbledon in 2019. Lucy Egan scored the winner in the 1-0 win over Hashtag United in 2020. And Maddie Biggs opened the scoring against Hounslow in a 6-0 win on the opening day of this season. Yeah, when you said when you said Egan blue, I was like, oh yeah, she did. But then I know I know Laffy scored against Wimbledon. And I went, I was trying to think of last season who was the opening game. And it was Hashtag and it was Egan's goal. And then I was just, yeah, Biggs and Barrett. But there we go. 1-1. Back in the game. Okay, this this question is more for for Blue's skill set, um, sort of you know being good with numbers. Oh, so, if you add together all of our shirt numbers from our starting eleven against West Ham, what's the total number? Oh my! Is this can we do closest to the correct? Yeah, this will be closest to the answer. Can I use a calculator? Yes, so yeah, you can. Okay. Oh. I'm, I'm it means you've got guess. to get the starting 11 bang on and everyone's shirt numbers right as well. No, I think I'm just going to do an average, actually. Um, okay. We've got, we got, we got, we got a few 20s, haven't we? A few 20s. Uh, this is hard. Good questions, though, Kieran. Very good question. It's putting us to shame, Blue, really, with our, our questions. Yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> we're very straight forward. But it's, it's the big end of season quiz, so it has to be, it had to be big, it had to be uh, 
I'm intrigued to see, you know, and, and hear like how the listeners have got on with this one mm-hmm. because, you know, for those that that like all the the stats and the you know fun pieces of information, I wonder if people are playing along. Thinking, oh, I know that. So this one's a bit of a brain teaser, and I thought Blue would smash this, being you know, yeah. the numbers, uh, the numbers guru. I'm just gonna guess because I don't. I, I, Do you want to guess them, Roscoe? Yeah, because as you know, I always ask you when we do the team lineup, what whose number is this? Who's uh, <laughs> whose squad number is that? I'm just gonna go seventy-five. No, seventy-seven actually. Seventy-seven. Okay, that's probably wrong. Blue, actually, Blueski, what have you got? One hundred thirty-four. Blue takes the point, but yeah, uh, you didn't get it bang on. Mm-hmm. Um. The total number is 149. Oh, Ooh, I was... <laughs> wasn't even close. So Sarah Quantra, one, Summer Hughes, 23, Paige Peak, 24, Liv Smith, oh. 12, Abby Lafayette, eight, Anna Gray, 11, Bonnie Hallwood, 16, Kyra Robertson, 18, Lucy O'Brien, 15, Zoe Barrett, 14, Natasha Thomas, seven. Add that all together, 149. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I where was where ready... did you go wrong, Blue? Did you have someone else in the starting lineup? Lucio, I didn't have Lucio Brown in. Ah, uh, fair play, fair play. Yeah. Okay, next question. So, how many players scored for us during the twenty one twenty two season? Oh, I should know this. I did the you stats on the site. I think it's there's more goal scorers than assist makers. Once again, is this? Got to be bang on or closest to the correct. I'll go closest to again. Oh, da, 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 da. Ooh, I'm going to go. Here you go. 14 or 15. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 14. I can be a horrible person here and go 15. Um, but I think it's actually more than fifteen now. I think it's I think it's seventeen. Okay, Ross, you've just shot yourself in the foot big time. The answer is fifteen, and blue is is the closest. If you'd have stuck to your guns, you would have got the point. Oh, Ross, <laughs> you just stop being a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> his head is in his hands for those that can't uh well obviously yeah people can't see but we can um <laughs> sorry Ross. well well um i've learned my lesson there um just be be uh be a dick basically and uh just Lucas. do yeah be, be, yeah that get ready now for the savage. rest of the quiz rest of the three quiz one. Three one, everyone. Three one. right next question we scored 11 goals against keensham in september but who opened the scoring that day Oh, wow. I'm looking for the, obviously here. looking for the correct answer here. There, you can't get closest to it. There's <laughs> mm. an obvious person. Did she score first? I'll go first, Blue, because you went first last time. Do I go to the obvious player or do I go with someone left field? But then I may regret doing that. I'm just doing the obvious one. EK. 
Um, mine's a bit of a guess, but I'm going to go Zoe Barrett. Roscoe has got the point. It was EK. Uh, first yes. of four goals that afternoon. <laughs> that is what I was thinking. Nice she scored four us. goals. She must have scored Logical first. Logical answer, yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, next question. Golden Glove winner Sarah Quantrill started 33 of a possible 34 games this season, but which was the only game she didn't start in? Sorry, repeat that again, sorry. So Sarah Quantrill started 33 of a possible 34 games this season. Which was the game that she didn't start in? Ah, I think I know. I think I know. It's got, it's got to be a League Cup game. Can I go? Well, no, you, you, got to go. you can go first, Blue, because I went first. Yeah, I'll, I'll go first. first. Don't you dare say it. <laughs> we obviously played, we went out to Southampton, but it's got to be the one before that. Or maybe it was a Southampton game. I don't know. I can't think of the one before Southampton. I think it's that one. So I'll go to the Southampton League Cup game, but I think it's the one before. Ross? The one before was London Bees. Ross takes the point. London Bees in the League Cup. Leonie Jackson started that game. Oh, no. It's 3 3 back in the game. This one's a bit more of a trickier one. If you haven't done your research... I'm looking for the surname. I will accept the surname of this player. So, which opposition player was the first player to score against us this season? Oh, once again, I will accept the surname only of the player. It was in the Kingsham game, wasn't it? It was in the Kingsham game, and she always scored against us. Yeah, don't know her name. Don't know her name. You said her. You said her name, didn't you? You ever? You send a. You mentioned her the other pod. I mentioned the girl, but not her name. <laughs> we didn't know her name. I just went, that, that player who scored against us. Um, oh, it's, I'm just going to go green. Something green. <laughs> Is that just because Keenshan playing green? Yeah, maybe as well. Um, I'm going to go... Salah. <laughs> Unfortunately, there are no Salas in uh, the Women's National League, uh, as far as I'm aware, anyway, if someone correct me if I'm wrong. No, the answer is Henna Butcher. Okay. So close. So close. And she ended up scoring twice in that game and scored against us in the reverse fixture. So she scored three goals against us in the league. We only conceded 14 league goals, so she accounts for quite a lot of them. Um, Fair play. Good player. Good player. Um, I was close sure though. She... Green, green butcher. So you know, how is that close? <laughs> uh, sort of same, same amount of this. <laughs> I'm afraid I can't give you that one. Damn okay, <sighs> going back to the opening day of the season, who assisted Tash for her 100th goal for Ipswich Town? Oh, we would have done this for a quiz question yeah, as well. We would have. Oh, was it a cross? It was a header, one. It was a header, one. Was it a header? No. You tell me. I think it was Who's a header. Who's first, Ross? Um, 
I think I just went green like that's you then. So I just went green. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm going to go. I don't think it's Pesk because she came in the second half, didn't she? Uh, I'm going to go Bonnie. Um, but then she, yeah, Pesk came on the second half. She could have possibly. Just trying to look in Kieran's eyes, see if he's. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking possibly Pesk it, but then I'm thinking Barrett maybe. But then did Barrett come off, maybe? Do you know what? I'm going to go Pescat. I'm going to steal Blue's funder here. <laughs> Pescat. Please, no. You've both fallen into the trap. Oh. It was a trick question. There was no assist. Ah. Oh. It was a goal mouse scramble, and she oh, put yeah. it in the back of the net. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember if when you'd we... have done your research, you would have known that. Sorry, Karen. I forgot to revise for this test. <laughs> so I wonder how many people can remember. Oh, actually, yeah, it was because I remember we put the goal out on social media and we got absolutely battered for it because it was a really messy scramble in the area and it just falls to her and she puts it in. So, yeah, I wish I, I think she would have hoped that her second goal, which was the header from Boz's cross, would have been the hundredth yeah. because that was a nice goal. But unfortunately, the hundredth had to come on a really scrappy one. But yeah, that's what trick I'm thinking question. of. That's what I'm thinking of is that header. That's what I'm thinking of. But yeah, there you go. Fair play. Okay, so final question before the tiebreaker if needed, but we're, we can just do it anyway. Um, how many of Paige Peak's goals were penalties this season? Are we, are we allowed to know how many goals she scored? Seven. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, I, I'll go first. I think it's. Mhm. Mhm. That one going in that game. Did she score a penalty in that game as well? Did we get a penalty in that game? I think. I think it's four, 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 five, four, four. four. <laughs> we go four. I was gonna go for four, um, but now I'm gonna go for three. Bad decision, Blue. The answer's four. But so yeah. we are four three heading into the tiebreak. So Ross has won based on the questions, but Ross can gamble it all on the tiebreaker. Could Blue steal back the crown? Come on, Ross. Uh, no thanks. No thanks. Uh, thanks, Kieran, for um, hosting the quiz. Uh, Blue, thanks Who's for joining me. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on then. Let's do it. Let's have a big finish. Um, let me see me lose the crown on the tiebreaker. What what you got for us? Okay, this is another numbers one. Okay. Oh. So, how many miles in total did we travel to and from away games this season? Now, just a couple of disclaimers. This is mileage from Playford Road to the venues, and this includes the abandoned game at Crawley. So 17 games. <laughs> Closest to the total number wins the point and wins the quiz. I retract my gamble. Um, I <laughs> want to beat my win. <laughs> oh, Wait, so this, is to ho- so this is to away games, Kieran, or home games? To and from away games. 
from Playford Road to the venues and includes the abandoned game at Croy. So <laughs> 17 games in total. Will you accept this answer? Bloody loads. <laughs> Unfortunately not. Although that is representative of this number. So yes. Yeah. Ooh. I have absolutely no idea. Well, I, I under the West Ham question. I have a feeling I may over egg this question, but I think uh, Oh Blue, I'll let you go first. The fans put it out, didn't they? The fan group put it out. Did they? I think I think a few people might might get this oh. at home, have it if they've seen that post. No cheating from you two. Mm. Lots and lots of miles. Okay, Blue, I'll let you go first. <laughs> this could be quite comical. Um, <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. But I'm going to go for... F- hmm. Oh, this could be completely wrong. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go four and a half thousand miles. Okay. What is your answer, Roscoe? Oh, I'm nervous. I want to go more than that because Plymouth's a long bloody way. Newcastle's a long way. Cardiff, different country. Uh, so what's your four and a half, did you, did you say? Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna do maybe just maybe five. Let's do five and a half. Okay. One of you is 32 miles off being bang on, and that person is the host of Tractor Girls Talk, Mr. Ross Halls. Congratulations, you are the winner. Five thousand five hundred and thirty-two miles. Oh. Oh, Ross, well, well play, Ross. So you take well the point done. for that. Technically, you win five three. Any uh, any words for your your <laughs> fine victory this <laughs> this evening? Uh, I just want to say thanks to my mum. Uh, she's been there all the all the way um, from you know giving birth to me and all that jazz. Um, and yeah, it's been a, it's been a fantastic quiz. Um, I was three one down at one stage, but I got back an amazing comeback. That was like um, an Istanbul type recovery. That yeah. But I don't know if Blue was just taking it a bit easy on me there a little bit. I think she just felt sorry for me. She went, oh, I need, need to make it a better game. So um, props to her for giving me an opportunity to take the lead and win it all. But um, hearing that was a fantastic show, my friend. Very Thank you good very much. Time. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad very it got the uh, y- your brains working. Um, and yeah, um, let me know, people at home listening, how you got on with that quiz. Because uh, yeah, I put a lot of effort into that one because I wanted to try and trip you up a few places. So... Yeah, well done, you Roscoe. Did. You did. Um, yeah. And it's um, P- Butcher. That's the player. Butcher. Yeah. A king Butcher. Not, not, not this girl who plays in green. Butcher. I've got a name now. I've got a name. Um, but no, that, that's fantastic. Um, well, I hope everyone's enjoyed the final Track the Girls Talk podcast of the season. It's been a pleasure bringing you this throughout the campaign, um, starting with me and Katie, and then, of course, Blue coming in and has done a, a fine job. Um, of course, we want to say thanks to all our listeners. We want to thank everybody for just being involved, all our guests from players to staff um, to, of course, good old K-Dog making his double 
appearance of the season. Um, Blue, do you want to say thanks to anybody? And um, it's been a one hell of a season. Yeah, first thanks to you, Ross, for inviting me on. Um, I was a bit nervous at the start, but I've thoroughly enjoyed it throughout the season. And yeah, now I look forward to it each week. So it's going to be weird not having it um, for the next few months. But um, yeah, I'm sure we'll be back. Um, but yeah, the, for everyone who's listened throughout, whether you've dipped in or out, um, also the players who haven't avoided my texts, that's been really nice to get you on. Um, but yeah, all in all, thanks for all for listening. And it's been a great experience for me, definitely this season. Yeah, and um, Kieran, it's been a, one hell of a ride this season for you as um, you know a media man covering the team up and down the country and um, doing all the stuff you do. Um, what have you got out from this season and you know the podcast as well? I'm sure it's been a nice little listen for you as well on your your car journeys up to Playford Road. Yeah, well, first and foremost, just on the podcast, I want to thank you too, actually, for for you know providing the the club with with an excellent platform for a podcast, you know, I think it has contributed to, to the fan base and we're lucky because, you know, not many women's teams have, you know, specific podcasts. So I think the fact that we are, we are doing that and we have you two guys who obviously are, are involved with the team, but also produce such a good show on a weekly basis, I think is massive. So yeah, thanks to you both. And, you know, I want to say well done to blue as well for stepping into the role um as co-host i know like she said she's a bit out of her comfort zone but i think you smashed it this season blue so you know well done um obviously ross and i go way back you know for those that don't know ross and i started our our media careers in in podcast and radio so it's kind of a bit of a throwback for us doing things like this so um yeah no it's it's been fantastic it's been great to be on a couple of times and yeah just in terms of the season it's been a magnificent season um I think, you know, as a whole, we have to kind of reflect on it and and be proud of what we've done this season to be, you know, leading the division for the vast majority of the season and to, you know, have, have made the memories that we have and for the big wins and for increasing the fan base and playing on national TV and obviously reaching the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. I think we have to look at the big picture and realise that it's been a really, really tremendous season. And although it's tinged with disappointment that we missed out on promotion, I'm sure we're going to have a really good crack at it again next year. And I'm, sure this podcast and and many other people will be right behind it indeed my friend and um yeah blue uh it's gonna be emotional um last podcast of the season we're gonna go off on our holidays um and uh, rest our batteries red for, ready for next season we're gonna have new signings we're gonna have fixtures coming out pre-season games the opening game of the season i cannot wait for it uh blue i'll let you sign off as you do and um thanks everyone once again for listening yeah, once again, thanks Ross and Kieran for joining me. Um, although the quiz didn't go my way, it's been it's been a fun one, giving out some random prizes and stuff like that. But yeah, massive thanks for listening, getting through the last sort of two episodes. I know they've been longer, um, but yeah, continued support this season has been unbelievable. Um, and we look forward to seeing you all next season, whether it's at the Gold Star or wherever we are, and also on this pod. Um, but yeah, have a good break um, and we'll see you back in the new season. Crime to football, Brexit to Pokeville. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.
Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.